Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillian Newbell, and today I'm thrilled to have my good friend, Dan Darling. Dan is the director of the Land Center for Cultural Engagement. He is also the author of several books, um, many of them focusing on what we're going to talk about today, characters and people in the Bible. So he's written the characters of Christmas, the characters of Easter, and the characters of creation. So welcome to the podcast, Dan. Hey, it's so great to be with you, Trillia. Uh, Love being on here. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, so I love reading and studying genealogies. As you know, I did a study on Hebrews 11, and so just diving into the Old Testament um, characters and the people who walked um, and had to live by faith was just really fascinating to me. And often, I imagine I'm not the only one, but... I would have read stuff like Hebrews 11 or the genealogies before, and I just skip right over them. And so I was like, we need to pause and read and study, and we don't often. So here's my question for you. What is the importance of the genealogies and character studies? Like, why should we read and do character studies? Well, I think they're important for a few reasons. Um, I mean, I've always loved character studies personally myself because I love biography. Uh, I remember when I was a when I was a kid, I grew up listening to the radio, listening to Chuck Swindoll do these great character profiles, these preaching series, and I just love that. Uh, but I do think it's important because the Bible is it has a lot of propositional truth and uh, doctrines that are important. But the Bible also is a story. It's a um, it's a story of God's redemptive work in the world, God's creative and redemptive work in the world. And it's often told through real people. And so when you open your Bible and and you get to like the first chapter of Matthew and it opens with all these names and you're like, uh, should I read through these? Should I just skip it? These are names of real people that uh, the Holy Spirit inspiring the authors wanted in there. It's not just filler. Uh, it's not like the credits at the end of a movie, you can sort of skip it, that th- there's there's real people here, God's movement and real people's lives. Uh, and when it comes to the characters, even Hebrews 11, we tend to, you know, make these people into these giant figures, right? We, na- we name our kids after them, we name cities after them, um, hospitals. But these were flesh and blood people who uh, were ca- ordinary people who were caught up in the story of, the, of what God is doing in the world. Absolutely. And they were flawed. I think sometimes we we want to elevate and I mean, which I guess if you're going to name your kid after, you know, David, <laughs> then you're there. You probably there's you're like, oh, king and powerful. But they were extremely flawed. And and yet God does. He 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 puts them in there for a purpose and a reason. And and for us to learn um, about their lives, emulate in in certain cases. And um, so when you think about the characters, let's say maybe the characters of Easter, because I have not, I mean, we, characters of Christmas, that the those characters, I think we always <laughs> think about Joseph and Mary and, and which was, I mean, we should, but what are some, some maybe unknown or lesser known and, and it could be creation or Easter. It doesn't have to be, um, Easter, but what are maybe some that you think, gosh, we've neglected to study or know this person? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I love, I love talking about the big characters that we understand. So when I wrote Christmas, you know, it's Mary and Joseph. 
Uh, but I also liked writing about some of the obscure characters like Zachariah and Elizabeth or, um, you know, uh, the innkeeper. Was there an innkeeper? Was there not? Um, what was he thinking? Uh, or in the Easter, characters of Easter, when you think about someone like uh, Joseph of Arimathea who just shows up, he's faithful, he gives his tomb for Jesus to be buried or Nicodemus, he, these people spoke up at great cost. Who are these, who are these folks? Um, I even like to profile some of the sort of villains, whether it's Herod in the story of Christmas or Pontius Pilate in the story of Easter, or even in the uh, characters of creation, um, profile someone like, uh, or, you know, like the serpent. And what do we know about Satan and, and uh, what can we learn from them? Um, I, I like profiling both the, the big characters, but also the obscure people. Uh, because one of the th one of the convictions I have is that the kingdom of God, there are people who are big deals at uh, headlines and bylines and books and platforms, but mostly the kingdom of God is made made up of really ordinary people around the world that we'll never know whose names will live on in history or anything like that. You are exactly right, absolutely. Even um, I, even when you say that, I think of this obscure character in Hebrews 11 called Enoch. And Enoch is, I mean, he's mentioned twice in the Bible, or maybe three times, twice that I know of, Genesis 5, I believe, and Hebrews 11. And he is just so obscure, but he's in the Hall of Fame of Faith. And so it just brings me such hope for our own obscurity and and that the Lord, he sees us. We don't have to be big. Um, he sees our faithfulness and our walk and he He cares about our hearts. And, and it's, it's just really encouraging. But man, I love that you also focus on, um, and you, you call them the villains. But even then, um, there was, there's some complicated uh, human kind of wrestling that they're going through and when I think about especially in the gospels <laughs> like they're wrestling to do I do I believe Jesus is who he is okay I believe him but I'm just gonna I'm gonna give him over to the people anyways or yeah it's like I'm washing my hands of this as if they're there's just some really interesting dynamics that are very human that I imagine we if we were put in those positions we want to think we're gonna be the hero <laughs> but we could have we some of us could ourselves be the villains that's exactly right I mean these uh when we talk about the humans in in the story of the Bible these are human beings, flesh and blood human beings. So I think about Adam and Eve, and I think what, it, what, what must have been life to be the first, the first person, uh, or Eve, the first woman. And there's no template. There's no one that came before you. There's nowhere. And, you know, they fell into sin, and we know them for that. But we have to imagine ourselves in their position. We would probably make the same uh, mistakes. I think we make two mistakes when it comes to characters in the Bible. I think the one mistake is we mythologize them and hear, make them heroes to the point where we don't want to really see their flaws. Um, we put them on a pedestal that way. But the other mistake, I think, is that we we treat them poorly. You know, we read the Gospels and we see Peter saying something. We think, oh, what? I can't believe Peter said that. What was he thinking? Well, we forget that he didn't have the rest of the New Testament. He wasn't able to look back after 2,000 years. And probably we would have acted similarly or Thomas or, you know, Noah, you know, has this great heroic life and he's a righteous man at the end of his life. 
you know, he gets drunk and he's in a compromising position. And so I think we have to treat the Bible characters, you know, Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. We have to treat them like our neighbors and not put them on a pedestal like they're gods, but also not, you know, act like we would be better than them because probably if we're in the same positions, we might've done the same, the same things. Well, amen. To that end, I just want to pray for these characteristics for all of us, for all of you who are listening. Um, let's pray. God, thank you that you do move among sinners. Like we are uh, wretched, but yet loved. Lord, we are covered um, with your grace and you are a merciful God and that you use us, Lord, is remarkable and amazing. So God, we give you glory for that. Lord, thank you that you um, work with us to accomplish your purposes in the world. It's amazing that we get to be a part of your mission, Lord. God, I pray that we would have faith like Joseph, Lord, that we would be faithful, God, that we would be um, servant-hearted, self-sacrificing and humble, Lord, that we would, our, right now, God, if in our culture, we're just battle. We're, we like to shame people. Joseph did not shame Mary when he could have. Lord, thank you for that example. God, I pray we would be like that. Um, God, I pray that we would be um, disciples who follow you and who love like John. God, thank you that you love us and that you loved John and that he could write that. And that, that principle, that idea, it applies to us as well. So God, I pray that we would be like John and grow in humility, God, that um, for the hotheads, all, <laughs> which could be all of us at times, God, that we would... Um, soften, our hearts would soften, and that we would extend love to our neighbor, Lord, and that it would point ultimately to your love for us. And God, like Abel, help us to be faithful to the end, to be obedient to your word, that you would keep us, that we would abide in relationship with you for however long we live. God, that it would be all about you, that our lives would be about your glory, God, and your grace. So Lord, I just pray that for everyone listening, that we would grow in faith, grow in humility, grow in love, and grow in self-sacrifice. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you so much, Dan. 